Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Appreciate those that'll use the mourner's bench. It's meant to be used. Uh, You'll never find peace with God until you work it out with. Yeah, amen. And I ain't found a better place to work it out than right here. Um, you can get saved anywhere, but now I, I I get saved right there. I'm kind of partial to it. You can get saved there too. Turn with us today to the book of First John, chapter number one. First John, chapter number one. Um. Simple thought to leave with us this morning, and I hope and pray the Holy Spirit of God will arrest our soul and bring us to the place that our conscience becomes aware of truth. Now, most don't believe it in a, way, in a culture of easy believism. Uh, everybody preaches. All you got to do is to name it and claim it, and you'll be saved. That's not how you get saved. Uh, you've got to get lost before you can ever get saved. And so I'm going to pray you get lost today if you're not saved, that you'll find yourself. And, and when your awareness gets to the truth of your condition and you recognize that without Christ, hell will be your eternity, then that'll start bearing on your soul. I heard a man uh, say it like this this week. I shared it earlier, but but he said, I heard... All my life, or, or for a long time, how people would brag about uh, what it meant for Jesus to die for them. And he said, never really meant much to me. But he said, one day I realized that he died for me. Yeah. And he said, that's when the business picked up in my soul. Yeah. When I realized that Jesus, can I say to you today that he died for you? You say, preacher, you don't know me. He don't love. Yes, he does. Jesus came to save the sinner, not the saint. Thank God he came for me. You're standing among a bunch of people that were lost and now they're saved. That's the only difference. And he can save you. First John, we're going to take a test this morning. Pastor fell. Pass or fail. Simple test. First John chapter number one. I'm going to begin at verse number five. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. For if, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 
But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Last verse, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Father, I pray that you make your word live to us. Lord, make us live to it. We thank you for what it will do. We're trusting you in it. Thank you for what you're going to do as you move with your spirit in each and every heart. We trust it as we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to take a simple test. It won't take us long. And you know what? I'm glad that the tests God gives, they're not difficult, right? That often the things that God will test us on, we know the answer, right? And I'm, I'm going to suggest to you today that, that you know the answer. Answering the test is not going to be the problem. The question is going to be, what are you going to do about it? Because if you don't pass the test, I want you to know that there's a consequence. And that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. His intent is that you go to heaven. God sent his son. Listen to me. God sent his only begotten son so that you could go there. It's not his will, according to the Bible, that any should perish. That means you today. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Every man, he wants to come to that place of a conscious awareness and a willing obedience to say unto God, I'm a sinner. I have sinned against you, and I need to be saved. I'll tell you what's left out of most invitations today, and that's the requirement of repentance. All he wants you to do today is raise your hand, sign a card. Do this, do that, and you'll be saved. According to the word of God, you've got to repent. And you'll never repent. Hear me now. You'll never repent until you realize you're the lost one. Until you realize you're guilty and you've violated the law of a creator, a holy God that holds your breath in his hand. That your very life is in his hands. He knows and your days are numbered. A creator in which you will stand before one day and you will give an account of your own sin. Everything that you've done, good or bad, you'll stand before God. May I say to you, he ain't grading on a curve. It's pass or fail. You can't say when you get there, well, I did this. Or I was good in that. Or I treated my children good. Or I treated my husband good. Or I I worked for my employer and gave him the best I had. You won't be able to try to, you won't convince God of any good thing. Because the truth is, is there is none of us that are righteous. Not one. You was born a sinner and you'll die one without Jesus. You say, preacher, I'll get saved. You won't do anything. Salvation ain't of you. It's of him. People have this false conception that they'll grab a hold of Jesus whenever they're ready. That ain't happening. Because for you to ever get born again, ain't about you grabbing him. It's about him grabbing you. 
And when we get to the place that our heart is broken before God and we're willing to say, I'm a sinner and I repent, that's when the word of God will grab you up and he'll change you and make you a new creature. You don't even know, you, you can't even believe how different you'll be. Just like that. It's pass or fail. The simple que- it's a simple test, and we got three questions today. Three tests, three, three questions on this test, and we'll be done. Number one comes from verse number five and verse number six. It said, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Now, he sets forth the premise I got to make sure you understand that what we're saying is, is that God is holy. He's righteous. When he speaks of the light, he is speaking of God's holiness and God's righteousness. And I want to say to you today that what the apostle was declaring is that in God is no darkness. And if light is the essence of pure righteousness and holiness, I can assure you that darkness means the sin and depravity and the wickedness of mankind. And what he's saying is is that God has no sin, no darkness. With Jesus Christ, it is 100% pure light. That's hard for us to comprehend. We live in a world of shadows. We live in a world of dark rooms, dark places. We live in a, a world where things are overshadowed by so many other things. And we, we, we fail to comprehend the truth of pure light. But if you can imagine yourself standing before the sun without anything in between you and the sun, and let's put you about halfway between here and there. Brother, the Son of God is able to be pure to your own mind if you'll let him. There is a need for us to recognize that in God there is no darkness. And when we get to that truth and understand that the word of God is light, the son of God is light when we get to that truth and we realize we're able to admit that in him there is no darkness of all, then we're ready for the test. Verse number six, he said if we say that we have Fellowship with God. If we say that we have fellowship with God and we walk in darkness, we lie. You say, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, but you walk according to the sin of this world. You failed. You didn't pass the test, you failed it. There is no other way to take this except it's either pass or fail. You can't can't be good enough in the middle. You can't just get a C on this one and say, I'll take it. You either win or you lose. You either pass or you fail. And if you're living today in darkness, you cannot claim to have fellowship with light because there is no darkness in light. Preacher, what are you saying? That the people of God are all perfect, not in the flesh, that's for certain. All you got to do is watch one of us. We all fail and come short of the glory of God, no question about that. We have to repent every day. Every one of us have to repent. There's none of us good, no, not one. 
that I'll tell you there one there is one that is good. And there is one that is holy and there is one that is pure and bless his name, he lives in me. And he's ever trying to get me into that place where my life may also be a light into this world that I live in. If you walk in the darkness of this world and yet say you have fellowship with God, you lie, you failed the test. The test, you see, friend, is whether or not you truly have light or life into your own soul. The test today is whether or not you're prepared to meet God in eternity, whether you're lost or you're saved today. That's the real test. If you say that you have light, you say that you have fellowship with God, and yet you walk in darkness, you failed the test. You failed the test. Verse number 7 The apostle comes back here and in this word he says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Now he's not not saying that I have fellowship with you. What he's saying is I have fellowship with him. Right? And when there is a fellowship, when there is a connection, a relationship between me and him, then is when I walk in the light. You say, preacher, I want to be saved, but I don't want to give up this or I don't want to stop that. May I say to you today, you won't have to give up or stop anything if you ever come into the pure light of Christ and are born again, it will change you. You don't have to change. It changes you. It's just like going into a room that's dark and then you turn on a powerful light and everything in the room suddenly becomes clear and obvious. It's just flipping a switch, but it goes from this to that just like that. May I say to you today that you need to be born again if you're lost. You're still living in darkness. Now, you can say all day long that I live in the light, but the truth is, is if you walk in darkness, you're not living in the light. But, he said, if we walk in the light, I'm going to tell you how to pass the test. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, Right, Truly, our lives resemble a change having been made on the inside. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. A change has been made in me, and because of that change, I now walk in the light of Christ. I ain't got anything to boast about except the cross that saved me. The one that died on there shed his blood that I could be cleansed of sin. The very one that traded my unrighteousness for his righteousness. The very one that said I the prisoner could go free. The very one who was guiltless gave for the guilty. The life that I only could trust or hope for. He has made a way for the sinner. And you can convince yourself otherwise. But the truth is it's either pass or fail. If you say that you're walking in the light yet you walk in the darkness friend you just lie you just failed. What he's trying to say is, is you've never been born again. The problem is you've never been saved. I'm not talking about got religion. I'm not talking about joined a church or been baptized. I'm not talking about having your name written on some church roll in a dusty room somewhere. What I'm talking about is that your soul has been transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be saved. We've seen it. They're sitting among us this morning. 
bunch of drug addicts, dope heads, alcoholics, whoremongers, they're all sitting right here. Huh? Somebody said, everybody in this room, we can all attest to the fact that God, but when he saves you, he makes you a new creature. You're not what you were before. Bless God, hallelujah. Ain't you glad of that? Amen. You don't have to raise your hand, but how about it? All the dope heads in here. Ain't you glad that Jesus can save you today? Now, you can say that you're in the light, but what the apostle's saying is that your life will prove whether you are or you ain't. Because if you walk in darkness, the problem is is that you're you're not just worse than somebody or better than somebody. The problem is is you've never been born again. That's the problem. There's millions every day convinces themselves that they're just as good as the next buddy. Well, I'm just as good as she is. I'm just as good as he is. Well, if either that person or that person were the standard, that might work. But the fact that they're a sinner just like you're a sinner negates that very, that very argument. And brother, you just failed the test. In the end, it won't be how good I was. It'll be how good he was. In the end, it won't be that I died, but that he died, that he rose again, and that I accepted him as my Savior. Now, you got to take the test. I'm just trying to help you get to the right score. Because some of you are going to wait to the end. Are you listening to me this morning? Some of you are going to wait to the end and realize you failed. And God didn't intend for you to fail this test. He's done everything. He's given you the answer. Bless him. Amen. Somebody say, oh, glory to God. Bless him. He's given me the answer. He's been preaching it to me. He's been telling it to me. He's been reading it to me. He's been singing it to me. Ever since I come into this world, the Lord has been trying to help me pass the test. You say, what test? You got to be born again. You got to be saved. Test number one, here's the test. You can say all day long, I'm in the light. That don't mean nothing. How do you live? How do you live? The Apostle Paul said, here's the test. If your life don't reflect the image of God in a way that has been transforming, you're not saved. Say, preacher, you can't judge me. I don't have to. It's already done it. You're done judged by the way, condemned to hell. Let's get that out of the way. It's already done. You're on your way to hell. That ain't a question. The question is, will you get saved? Will you believe in Christ and be born again? That's the question. All of us are going to die without Christ if we don't come to him. So test number one, 
You say that you're in the light and yet you walk in darkness. You fail the test. But if you walk in the light as he is in the light, you pass the test. Number one. Number two. Number two. Verse number eight, he said, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. All right, trying to figure out again whether or not you're going to pass or fail in the end because what matters is when you get to death's door, are you going to be one of his? Are you going to be cast into that place that is burning and fire and torment where the fire doesn't ever die, doesn't ever quit, and where you never die? What about you today? Here's a test. We say we have no sin. We say we have no sin. People do that. Well, yeah, every Sunday morning, people declare, I have no sin. What do you mean? Well, the preacher gives an invitation. The preacher or the word or the Sunday school teacher, somebody, the word goes out and the word of God exposes our sin. And you know what we do? We sit right there and we say, I have no sin. You say, how do you know that, preacher? Because you don't ever repent of it. You don't ever, you don't ever go to God and say, I'm sorry for my sin. You evidently don't have no sin. Now I'm bothering some of you. Sit here Sunday after Sunday. We don't have any sin. So one or two things happened. Either you dealt with it before you got here or you've got it now. Either you have repented unto God and you have made it right with him and sin has been requited through the blessed blood of Jesus Christ and his willingness to forgive you or you've still got sin. And some of you are going to leave today with sin in your heart. You say, preacher, I'm not saying I don't have no sin. I'm just saying I don't want to go to the altar. It's the same thing. You're deceiving yourself is what the Bible said. You're fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're going to fail the test if you keep denying that you are a sinner. Well, boy, I I didn't come here to get told I was a sinner. Bless your heart, you come to the wrong place if that's what you think. Because there ain't but one truth about every person in this room, and that is that we are sinners apart from Jesus Christ. The only thing that can save you, friend, is Jesus Christ. Other than that, we're just sinners. And coming to that realization, when the Holy Spirit reveals unto you that you are a sinner, that's when you can get saved. When you're willing to say, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, it's me, O oh Lord, that stands in need of prayer. It's me, God, that has sin. And when you get serious about sin, brother, you're fixing to pass the test. How come? Because the next verse. Look at what he said. The Bible said, I, I, love, I love the way he said it here. He said, if, right, boy, that's a big word, ain't it? If we confess our sins. Now, he just made passing the test contingent on something. There is is a requirement for me in order to pass this test. You say, what is it? The Bible said, if we confess our sins. Why in the Dickens is it so hard for people just to admit the truth? That I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner, right? Whatever one of you want me to do is to pat you on the back and tell you how good you are. 
And as much as I do think you're good and love you and have confidence in you, I've got to tell you the truth, amen, because what the Bible said is there are none good, no, not one. Mercy sakes, he just beat us down. No, I'm trying to help you pass the test. In order to pass the test, it's going to require, Paul, that you repent of sin. Now, being aware of sin is, is critical. Now, some of you may be sitting here this morning, and you, you done glassed over, right? You, you don't even know what's happening. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit ain't dealt with you yet. And you're sitting there, and you're thinking to yourself, I'm good, I'm good, I'm fine. You know what happened to me one day? I was good, but then all of a sudden, just like that, the Holy Spirit arrested my soul and revealed unto me that I was a sinner, and bless God, I wasn't good no more. And when I got to the place that I realized I was a sinner, brother, that's when I got saved. That's when I went to Jesus and repented of my sins and got saved. Test number two. Test number two. We say we have no sin. Oh, how ridiculous. Ain't anybody in this room, preacher, would say they didn't have no sin. I beg your pardon. I believe we do it every Sunday. I believe we do it every Sunday. I believe we do it every time the invitation is called. There's somebody sitting here that's got sin. It ain't been dealt with between them and God. And you walk out of here unchanged. And you don't get right with God. You want to have fellowship with God, but you don't want to live the way God said to live. And the problem is you've never been born again, so you can't live it. Question number two, have you passed or failed? The Bible said if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, right? It's like me going to take a, I, I, I took a, a course in college one time, I I signed up for computer programming advanced number two. I hadn't even been to number one. It's me and old Ricky Bass sit there the whole semester going, what? And the midterm was the straw. When I was staring at that paper and I had no idea what any of the answers were. The only class I ever failed. Do you know why I failed it? Because I didn't know the answers. It's past or failing this deal. You may think, oh, I'm going to get to the end and I'm going to figure this thing out and it'll be all right and it it ain't going to be all right. You die without God, friend, it ain't all right, it ain't all right. It don't matter if it's Monday or Sunday, it ain't going to be all right. You die lost without God and it's going to be just as bad as you could have ever imagined it could ever be. That's how bad hell's going to be. And this ain't, this ain't, this ain't somewhere where I, I believe I'll just be able to sneak right in. I'm going, to, I'm going to get in by the skin of my... No, you're either going to get in saved by the blood of Jesus Christ or you're going to hell. It's past or fail. It's past or fail. Last one. Verse number 10. He said, if we say we have not sinned. You say, what's the difference in what he just said? 
Well, in the, in the previous question, it was, is, I have no sin. And I hope we've addressed it clear enough to say that you were born with sin. So, preacher, I thought all little babies go to heaven. They do, but you know why they go to heaven? You know why the innocent little babies go to heaven? He died for them. He died for their sin. They were conceived in it and born in it. Now, as far as we're concerned, we look a little baby. They just innocent as they can be. But guess what? They sinners in the eyes of God. You know why? Because they was born of the Adamic nature. They were born of their parents who was born of their parents. And it goes all the way back to Adam. And the Bible said through one man sin entered into the world. And death by sin. Say, I have no sin. You just lied to yourself again. You was born a sinner. And the only way you get into heaven is by a Savior that gave himself for you. Not your neighbor. You is who he died for. You. Brings us to the last one then. You say, I have not sinned. And I'm good. I don't have any sin. Some of you are staring at me today and you're going to walk out of here just the same way you walked in. Without fellowship with God. Say, we've not sinned. Well, according to the Apostle John, he said, listen to me. Any one of you make a statement like that? Oh, I've not sinned. He said, you just called God a liar because I can tell you, he said you did. Pastor Phil. Pastor Phil, you said, what in the world do I do with that? I've made God a liar. How in the world can I get up? I'm telling you right now, there ain't but one answer, and it's always been Jesus. Because what he knows about you is that you are a sinner, and yet the Bible said before the foundation of the world, he loved you enough to give himself for your sin. The Scripture said it like this, that that he, God, hath made him Christ to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Now, I can't take the test for you, and you can't take the test for me. You say, preacher, are you going to go to heaven? Yes. Pass or fail. And I get to go to heaven because I passed. How'd you pass? Because one day Jesus came to me and said, you are lost, you are a sinner, and I want to save you. And you know what I did? As a nine-year-old boy, I stepped out of that bench, and weeping and fearful, I fell on this altar, and I said, God, save me. I repented my sin. There wasn't no more to it than that. And in that instant, What was taken from me was my sin, and what was given to me was the righteousness of Christ. Placed in me, imputed to me, was the righteousness of Christ. And I today walk in the light I have passed because the Father hath saved my soul. 
Are you saved? It's a simple test. Come get a song. You can claim all day long that everything is well. You can claim, and you know what? Sometimes, as long as life is good, things are good, and everything is all right in their life, people get by with it, right? They, they say, oh, it's all right. I'm not, I don't need God. But the truth is, is that we're all sinners. And without Christ, you're not making it. Pastor fail. And if you reject Jesus Christ as your Savior, friend, you failed the test. There's no other remedy for it. There's no other way to get to heaven except through Christ. If you need him today, we're going to stand and they're going to sing a hymn, verse or two. And you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a very limited amount of time. But you've got just a moment right now to evaluate where you are, where you are with the test. You're either on the right side or you're on the wrong side of God. Which is it? If you don't know him this morning, the invitation is for you to come to him. Come to him and know him. As we sing, you know your heart today, right? I said it when I started. You know the answers to this one. Oh, I'm just not sure whether I'm... No, you know. I'm not sure whether I've been saved or not. You know. Holy Spirit ain't ever been vague. You know. You know right now if you died today, you'd end up in hell or you'd end up in heaven. You know. Everybody knows. You know the answers. I just want you to get real about it for just a minute and say, Lord, I do have sin and I need you to forgive me. I need you to save me today. I need you to help me with it. Listen, you ain't no different than anybody else that ever got saved. We're all sinners. As we sing, if you're here and need the Lord, I'm going to give you an invitation to come. We'll pray with you, pray for you. But if you're ready to pray today, would you come? If your heart is broken, if you know right now that you're not ready to meet Christ, would you come? Would you yield yourself to Him and let the Holy Spirit draw Him? Would you obey it? How is it, friend? You know the answers.